Hi there, dear listener. Lazlo here with a quick pre-roll message for you. Before we get started, I want to let you know there are all kinds of convenient ways for you to support my efforts to bring you all these podcast shows on Chinese history, Chinese sayings, and tea history. If you go to my website at teacup.media and click the support button at the top, you'll find a bunch of ways to show some appreciation. There's Patreon, where you can get early access to new episodes, exclusive content, and an invite to the Teacup Media Discord channel, and more. CHP Premium, that also has early access, exclusive episodes, and ad-free versions of the entire CHP back catalog. Plus, there's several other ways to donate to the show as well. Check the episode show notes for a link to that very page. And my deepest thanks for listening and supporting me and my humble efforts. Hello again, everybody. This is Laszlo Montgomery here, bringing you another nice Chengyu for your personal collection. I'm not sure if today's Chinese saying is my all-time favorite, but it's right up there in the top five, maybe even the top three. Remember I said most all Chengyu, or Chinese proverbs or idioms, are only four characters, four syllables long? Well, not this one. No, today's Chengyu is five characters, Qian Li Song E Mao, 20% more syllables than usual. And there's a follow up that goes along with this proverb that's also five characters long Li Qing, Qing Yi Zhong. So in toto, this one we're going to look at today is a whopping 10 characters long. Now don't get too scared or too concerned, I assure you, from decades of experience. If you just say the first five, That'll suffice in most all circumstances. Qian Li Song E Mao. This one comes from a poem written during the Song Dynasty by the great statesman, literatus, and calligrapher Ouyang Xiu called Mei Shang Yu Ji Yin Xing. Let me break these characters down for you. Qian means a thousand. Li means a mile, but specifically a Chinese mile, which is about a third of a mile. So, Qian Li means a thousand li, or a thousand miles. The actual distance is not important. Qian Li, back in the 7th century, was a long journey, and not something undertaken lightly or on a whim. Song means to send. And E means a swan. And Mao means a feather. So, Qian Li, Song E Mao, 1,000 li sent, swan feather. Once again, like most of these Chengyu, these characters that are strung together don't appear to have any obvious meaning. Therefore, there must be some story or something behind it that reveals the hidden meaning. And this is the story behind these characters. It begins almost but not quite four hundred. It begins almost but not quite fourteen hundred years ago, the seventh century, the beginning of the fantastic and glorious Tang Dynasty. Well, not all of the tongue was fantastic and glorious, but most of it. And in past China History podcast episodes, we looked at one of the co-stars of our story today. This was the great Taizong Emperor, Tang Taizong. Now, this Taizong Emperor isn't the main character. Today's hero was an official from the region that was around Yunnan and Burma. And his name was Mian Gao. This official was tasked by his king to go cozy up to the Tang Emperor and to pay tribute and do what all states and kingdoms did back in those days, present gifts and bow before the Chinese Emperor. 
So this land adjacent to Tang China, where Mian Bo Gao came from, wanted to show their sincerity and devotion to the emperor. So this envoy, Mian Bo Gao, got all prepared for this long journey to the capital of China, the city of Chang'an, and this is where modern-day Xi'an is. Now, if you ask me, I think this official could have chosen a different kind of gift to take to the Taizong emperor, but someone in all their wisdom and sagacity decided upon this beautiful snowy white swan as the primary gift. Perhaps there was something special about the white swans down in this part of southwest China and Burma. So off Mian Bokao went in a northerly direction to the richest, largest, most spectacular city on planet Earth at that time, the city of Chang'an. He had this beautiful white swan placed in this travel basket and had everything he required for the journey packed up. I'm not sure exactly from where he set out, but the journey he was about to take, I'm estimating from around present-day Kunming and Yunnan province to Xi'an, that's about a 1,000 kilometers, about 620 miles. Well, off he went, swan and all, to go do his duty and shoeshine the emperor with this gift and make sure their little corner of the Far East stayed on China's good side. He got as far as Hubei province, about halfway there. The most famous city in Hubei, of course, is the city of Wuhan, right on the Yangtze River, longest river in China and third longest in the world, also known in Hollywood as the Yangtze. There was a little town, maybe a hundred kilometers away to the west of Wuhan, called Xiantao, and nearby was a lake, Lake Pai, Paihu, and right on the banks of this Paihu, Mian Bokao took a breather and decided to allow the white swan to have a nice drink, and at the same time he figured he'd give this swan a little wash and brighten him up a bit to his natural snowy white color. Poor guy, with half the journey over, tragedy befell him. While he was trying to give this bird a bath, the swan saw an opening and escaped from Mian Bokao's clutches, and off he flew, gone in an instant, leaving nothing behind except a single feather that floated back down to the water. Mian Bokao took the feather in his hand and contemplated his predicament. Etiquette dictated he couldn't show up empty-handed, but all he had left to offer was this one single feather. So Mian Bokao decided he'd just write a poem on a piece of silk that earnestly explained the circumstances And then he wrapped this swan feather in the silk and continued on his way. And he arrived at the royal palace and had his big moment to kowtow before the Taizong emperor and to present his gift. And when the great Taizong emperor read the poem, he was so delighted and moved by its sincerity and honesty that he presented Mian Bokao with gifts of silk, tea, jade, and other royal baubles. What Mian Bokao said in his poem was that he was presenting a swan feather from a thousand li away, or a thousand miles away, if you will. Then he followed these five characters up, Qian Li Song E Mao, with the second part, five more characters. Not only is this swan feather from a thousand miles away, but it's also Li Qing, 
Qing yi zhong. A li is a gift. Qing means light, as in weight. Qing yi means affection or the positive feelings behind some action. And zhong means heavy. So li qing, qing yi zhong. The gift is light, meaning it isn't much. But regardless of its lack of monetary value, the qing yi, or the meaning behind it, is zhong, heavy, deep, and profound. So Mian Bokao, in his poem, presented to the great Tang Taizong, said, Here is a swan feather from a thousand li away. The gift, it's a mere trifle, but it represents great feelings and meaning from the people of that part of China where he came from. And as I said, this Taizong emperor, he got it. He understood what it all meant and was appropriately moved upon hearing the whole story. And as I said, he showered Mian Bokao with the usual array of door prizes the emperor bestowed on those who came to bow before him and present gifts and pay tribute. So the next time you pick up some tchotchke at some store that you wanted to give someone, well, if its value is nothing special, but you put a lot of thought into it, you could always say that this is a qian li song e mao, li qing, qing yi zhong. This is a swan feather from a thousand miles away, though the gift is a mere trifle. It conveys great meaning. But again, I want to reiterate, if you just say qian li song e mao, you're totally okay. Someone who's a native speaker of Chinese knows the five characters that are supposed to follow. So if you can't remember them, it's no big deal. So keep this one handy anytime you want to present a gift to anyone special in your life, where the dollar value of the gift isn't that much, but the meaning behind the gift, the specialness, has great and profound meaning, and therefore value. Okay, that's going to be it for this time. Laszlo Montgomery signing off from Los Angeles and wishing you all my very best. Go check out our brother and sister podcast, the China History Podcast and the Tea History Podcast. Those two and this exact same Chinese Sayings Podcast are all available at teacup.media. That's teacup.media. Open 24-7, 365 days a year. Take care, everyone, and please be my guest next time for another wholesome and satisfying episode of the Chinese Sayings Podcast.